This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. Man, the, the NFC, actually all the NFL right now, I was gonna, we're going to have Cynthia Freeland out this week on Wednesday, and I wanted to ask Cynthia about this. Like, there's just such a disparity between like the really good teams, and there's so many teams that suck. Yeah. There's so many teams that can't score points right now. I'm just, I don't know, kind of interested why, I guess. Mm-hmm. I saw something today. I think there's like something like 12 teams that have more more field goals than touchdowns or something like that. Nice. Um, which it's just, there's some of these games are just disgusting this year. I mean, did you try to watch the Sunday night game? Uh, no, I had no interest you, in that. You, you didn't even do that to yourself? <laughs> no, I, I can't no. turn away. But like, just, you know, Zach, I know Aiden O'Connell's a rookie, but. Zach Wilson's terrible. You got mm-hmm. Tommy DeVito running out there. There's just some really, really bad teams. Mac Jones looks like he's going to be probably a career backup from now on after throwing maybe the worst pass I've ever seen to lead that game. <laughs> he had Mike Gusecki <laughs> open in the end zone, and he threw it yeah. like 10 feet too short. Um, somebody tweeted what he said. He's like, uh, when you say that's the the worst throw of Mac Jones' career, that's really saying something or something along those lines. It was pretty funny. But <laughs> There's a lot to choose like, from, yeah. Yeah, it's – like that was it. That was the pinnacle of bad for Mac Jones. So just a lot of shitty play, man. I mean, if you're looking, listening to Bill Simmons today and they were trying to think of like just 15 QBs and he's like, I may have to put Baker yeah. Mayfield in the top 15. Yeah. And right. I'm thinking about it. Holy shit. You like, you might, yeah. <laughs> there's just so many bad quarterbacks. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, Josh Dobbs think, is an awesome story right now. And obviously Stroud. I say I think that's part of 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 what you're talking about, right? That scoring is down, and it's just there's a dearth of good starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And there's like ten rookies that have started games. Yeah, maybe that's why. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's been some of the, some football's been ugly this year, man. It, it really has. It's been a weird it, a weird season in the NFL. And and the other thing is like you look across at the AFC, and last week you're like, oh god, the Ravens look like they're going to steamroll to the Super Bowl and then they lose to the Browns. And yeah. and Deshaun Watson looks like, you know, in the first half you're like laughing cuz he looks just like god awful and, yeah. and then he and then he has a 100% completion percentage in the second half against what was supposed to be the best defense in the NFL. So just a lot of weird kind of parody situations and and I don't feel like there's been just one team that you could point to and be like 
that is the dominant team in the NFL. Now, there's only one team that is is still sporting one loss, and that's the Eagles. But you watch them play, and not that not that this isn't a recipe to continue to win, but you know they're winning lots of close games and ugly games and and things like that, which is great character building, all of that, mm-hmm. you know, for a team. But they don't look dominant. They look no. they look beatable. Um, but it's also just kind of the style that they play, right? Their, their whole goal is to just absolutely suffocate you on offense and take the air out of the ball. And then, you know, on defense, they're just trying to limit, you know, your explosives and, and that's kind of their, that's their MO. So, uh, I'm just so excited for that matchup and, you know, as fans, we can look ahead, the, the players won't, but as fans, we can. Um, but, but yeah, it's, there just doesn't feel that there's only one team that really feels like there's, they can point to more than one performance in the season and be like, these were really dominating performances. And it is the 49ers with yeah, this win over the Jaguars and then the win over the Cowboys. Um, you know, and you could even point to a couple of those other victories early on in the season. Uh, including over the Steelers, who are six and three. Six and three. Uh, Somehow. And, Probably the luckiest yeah. six and three team I've ever seen. Kenny Pickett has no six doubt. touchdown passes this year. They have six wins. It's incredible. It's but crazy. there's not the only team that I, I think, well, I'm afraid of the Eagles for all the reasons you said. Yeah. And I'm afraid of the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes. But sure. if you look at all the other teams, I love the Lions. I think they're going to win 13 games. They're fun as shit. I hope mm-hmm. they, if they, if it's not the 49ers, I hope it's them. But you could score on them. The, yeah. that ends up being a track meet or whatever. I, I feel good about the Niners against them. And I feel good about like, mm-hmm. what the Niners against, against golf. They do have a good running mm-hmm. game. Well, Dallas, look what the Ravens the did to Lions. Right, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Dallas, we've seen the Niners own them. I'm not worried about them. And there's no one else in the NFC that worries me. AFC, the Bills. I don't know what the hell's going on with that team. I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs. Miami never beats good teams. They destroy bad yeah. ones, but they seem to always yeah. lose against good teams. Again, Mahomes will always scare me, even though he's got shitty receivers. Ravens, Ravens scare me too. I, I don't. That was a division loss. It was fluky. Mm-hmm. I know Lamar can be up and down in January, but they scare me. Bengals have to get to the playoffs. I mean, they just yeah. kicked the Niners' ass, so it's hard not to say that that they can't do the same thing. But in a rematch, with the Niners are right, I, I you know I, I feel better about the Niners there too. Definitely. Jacksonville's a fraud. Am I missing anybody? I don't think so. No. So. Listen, the, uh, the, Houston this Texans, year, the Houston Texans, who are currently the seventh seed in the AFC. Jimiko awesome. Ryans and CJ Stroud. Yeah. Just an awesome Let's story. Let's go, Miko. Awesome story. This is the this year, if you get past the Eagles, I feel like the Niners have as good a chance as any of these recent years to 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 up yeah. in the AFC. I just feel like it's not as strong as it has been, even though they have the great quarterbacks there or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it. So this listen, man, we've been talking about this season. You got to get through Philly, but but this is the year. This is the year to get it done. And this week was a good start in the second half to move towards that. So what one thing I thought was interesting, and 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 we can end on this because it's just an interesting thought experiment. But Jason Hurley, who uh, tweets about the 49ers uh, and their salary cap uh, on Twitter, and uh, I found out today because I was just looking at his website. He's a fellow New Yorker, so you can appreciate that. Oh, okay. But um, he actually tweeted out, um, a, I'm going to say a realistic, right. Um, contract extension for chase young to keep him in San Francisco. And I thought that was an interesting 
um, kind of an interesting thought experiment or just at the very least an interesting thought. You know, I think we they they traded for Chase Young and everyone's like, this is just a, you know, a one year rental. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you look at it and, and, and he's 24 years old, and, you know, still young. Um, and, and I don't, you know, the contract that he tweeted out was essentially a contract that was five years, $110 million, but far less guarantees than, than what Nick Bosa had. And, and the way that he was able to structure it, you know, kept the, kept a salary, uh, salary cap hit low in 2024 and 2025. And then, you know, it started to escalate after that. But part of, part of what he talked about as well is, you know, by 2030, you know, in, in that contract, it was, you know, they were going to owe him something like 30, $30 million that season or whatever. But the way things are trending now, he also said that the salary cap will likely be over $300 million a year, uh, by that time. And, and also the 49ers are only committed at that point to Nick Bosa that far Mm -hmm. in the future as well. So I, I don't, I think if chase young plays well, I think the 49ers may look to extend him. And, you know, the, the thought that I kept thinking was, you know, they, they keep looking for somebody to play opposite Nick Bosa. And, you know, they drafted Drake, Drake Jackson in the second round last year. And, and, you know, that looks like it might not be, you know, or he might not be who they thought they, they were getting, although he's also still very young. He was 21 when he was drafted. So, you know, there's, there's still time for him, but if you can structure it in a way that allows you to keep him and also still do other things that you want to do, like extend Brandon Ayuk, I I think that's a smart move. You know, the, the Hargrave deal is essentially a two-year deal. Um, You know, they can get out of it after two years. So, you know, you look at some of it and, and, you know, I think some people freak out like, well, why, you know, how are we going to be able to extend him? And, you know, maybe, maybe his agents like, no, like we want a one year prove it deal somewhere so that, mm-hmm. you know, if we have a huge season, we can get something in the, in the, you know, in the arena of Nick Bosa or whatever. But if you're Chase Young and, and you have the kind of relationship you have with Nick Bosa and, you already feel like you're in love with the locker room and the culture in San Francisco and you can lock in playing with, you know, one of your best friends in the world and, and, and mentor and Nick Bosa and still, you know, still reap, you know, bring in $110 million over five years. I, I don't think that's, that's the worst thing in the world.